The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37 as we continue. Taming the beast. Good morning there to you, my friends, and how are you doing this morning? How was your night? I hope we've all had a good night rest, and God bless you. How has your week been in all? I also hope we have all enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ all through the week. Welcome to another weekend in His presence, and you, of course, are welcome to review. It is your host and dear friend here, Esther. Good morning, our gracious Heavenly Father. Oh, how we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We adore your holy name for safe arrival into your presence again this weekend. Oh, we thank you, God, for all that has been, but most especially for your grace and your mercy with which you have dealt with us. We sing praise be to your holy name this morning, O God, in the name of Jesus. And as we have come to continue on our series, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come teach us yourself that you may give us the grace for the application of your word unto the journey of our lives and faith. But right now, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon every heart and ears listening or studying together with us, that we all receive the grace of God, the abundant grace of God for the application of his word. At the end of today's session, oh God, may we come back to give you all glory. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you once more to review, friends. And where I read to you earlier on were the words of Jesus from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. Just if you want to go check it out during your study time, God bless you. So, Taming the Beast, part two. Last week, I gave us an example of animals or beasts, if you like, because they are wild used in circus shows. And I thought maybe not everyone. I've heard such stories of hostilities. This beast had sometimes shown towards their keepers by hurting or even killing them at times. And it was afterwards I remembered dogs. Dogs who were not as wild as the circus animals and who were meant to be man's friend, as they say. The amount of disloyalty and hostility we've seen in that area, friends, is quite enormous. I'm sure we've all heard about dogs who were meant to be lovely, or who were once lovely, and later turn on their, turn on their owners, their owners' children, or even their owners' friends hurting them badly, inflicting horrible injuries on them, and which in a way, you see, is confusing and contradictory to the way, or contradicting to the way they have always been with their keepers or owners. 
And you see, friends, this is the way our tongue can water down our innocent and decent look or appearance. Our deeds that would have been greatly appreciated and our actions that initially seemed the best in certain situations. But the use of our tongue can quickly get in the way. It finds a way of contradicting everything we have ever done, known for, and stands for. Some of us stand tall and look our best until we hope on our God like they say and something gushes out like a vomit or a poisonous venom to contaminate it all, to contaminate everything. On this topic, or in the series, I'll be giving us different examples of great damages our tongues are capable of when there is misuse of it. And one of those examples of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, we read earlier, that says the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you, will take us this morning to 2 Samuel chapter 1, where we shall be reading from verse 1 to 16. So come on, friends, let's read together from the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 1, and where we shall be reading from verse 1 through to 16. And I implore you, friends, to please pay close attention. So 2 Samuel chapter 1 from verse 1 to 16 reads, After the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Amalekite and spent two days in Ziklag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn his clothes and put dirt on his head to show that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Where have you come from? David asked. I escaped from the Israelite camp, the man replied. What happened? David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. So, the man replied, our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded of the young man. The man answered, I happened to be on Mount Gilboa, and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy chariots and charioters closing in on him. When he turned and saw me, he cried out for me to come to him. How can I help? I asked him. He responded, Who are you? I am an Amalekite, I told him. Then he begged me, Come over here and put me out of my misery, for I am in terrible pain and want to die. Listen to this, friends. Verse 10 reads, So I killed him. The Amalekites told David, for I knew he couldn't leave. Then I took his crown 
and his armband, and I have brought them here to you, my Lord. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the Lord Sammy, and the nation of Israel, because they had died by the sword that day. Then David said to the young man who had brought the news, Where are you from? And he replied, I am a foreigner, an Amalekite, who lives in your land. Why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to one of his men, Kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the Amalekite and killed him. Verse 16, and where we shall stop. You have condemned yourself, David said. For you yourself confessed that you killed the Lord's anointed one. The Lord blessed the reading together. Or if you were listening to his holy word. Amen. And so friends, if you actually want to know how Saul died, can you please read 1 Samuel chapter 31 during your study time? God bless you. Because Saul had committed suicide. Because he was already wounded in the battle against the Philistines and his armor bearer was not able to fulfill Saul's request to help thrust him through with a sword. He was scared to kill his master. So Saul took his very own sword and fell on it. And that was how Saul died. Now, the purpose of reading this is for us to learn from a man who went to David, probably wanting to be in David's good book and thought the use of his tongue might help him out. He lied to gain some heroic recognition. I'll say that again. He lied to gain some heroic recognition and personal award for killing David's rival or enemy. I mean, we all remember how Saul had been enemy with David and all that because he was jealous of the uh, end of God upon David. But we, we won't be going into that at all. You see, all we are focusing on is a life of deceit by the use of his tongue, of course, that this guy lived that brought about disaster. Or caused an end to his life. He was afraid of dying and was happy to have escaped. Only to face death again because of the misuse of his tongue. He couldn't tame this beast of his. And he had to die the same way Saul died. By the sword died for the crime he didn't even commit. How foolish. What kind of death have you caused, my friends? And right now, we're not talking about physical death. You see, it may have been that you boasted about things you have never attempted to do and don't even know how to go about doing them. 
are doing that thing to bring about your success, to bring about your progress. But your tongue got in the way by enduring help, kindness, or compassion that would have come flooding your way to make things easier, to bring about your breakthrough, to bring about your success or something, whatever. You may have caused terrible injuries on yourself and people around you, in which case may have been your family, your friends, neighbors, because something that requires silence, but which you thought you had to talk, which you thought you had to speak, because you believe you have answers to everything. Look, friends, it's not always all about us. We don't have to make contributions where it's not really needed or necessary for us to speak. And when it's not even in our place to do so. Like the Amalekite guy, some have given made-up descriptions of what they never saw happen or what they never witnessed, thereby causing chaos here and there, smashing people's heads together with their tongue, by the use of their tongue, by their words, by what they've spoken out of their mouth. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And that was from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, and from the New Living Translation. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for the power of your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us again this morning. Thank you for teaching us yourself. And as we keep meditating on the same, help us to make changes where need be. Oh, help us to make changes to our tongues and to our lives as a whole. Help us, Holy Spirit. We need this grace. We need this help. And as we go this weekend, we cover ourselves with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. May we come back next week rejoicing and bringing you all glory. Oh, thank you, Abba Father. We thank you and we just want to praise your name. For in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank you once more, friends, uh, for choosing to join me like you always do or like you do always. This is not the end of our series on the topic, Taming the Beast. So I'm really hoping and even praying that you, We'll join me again next week as we continue on this wonderful series with our great topic. But until next week, 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household now and forever. Amen. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, broken, live or die. So speak life, speak